As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. like for you this week personally hearing all the talk about the last time the Cowboys had last won a playoff game on the road how much pressure there was on you just what was it like navigating through all of that I didn't listen I simply just didn't uh, listen to anybody else's opinions anybody else's thoughts uh, made sure I was conscious of what I put in my own head um, got a great supporting supporting cast and and my team people that believe in me uh, and that's all that really matters to me and just stay focused on uh, what I can do well, I, I think I'd take the three. Prescott, touchdown. The way you do the things you do, they make me fall in love with you, Dakota. San Francisco's next. How do you get another road playoff one? Yeah, excited for it. Uh, it's a good team. They took us out last year. Uh, we, know, we, we know what we've got ahead of us. Um, just going to be another great week of preparation and look forward to it. Well, guys, just when we were saying that Dak couldn't get any dumber, do anything more sketchy on the football field, he goes and pulls that and totally redeems himself. What a day in Cowboys Nation. Never a dull moment. Like I've said before, expect the unexpected with these Dallas Cowboys. They're moving on. Big blowout win for the Cowboys, 31-14 over those Bucks. Could it have been Tom Brady's last game? I don't know, but honestly, who cares right now? Because Dallas just won. We're going to talk about it here on About Them Cowboys. So welcome in. I'm Kent Producing and joined by three of the best of the best when it comes to breaking down your Dallas Cowboys. First, it's Saad Youssef from The Athletic out on the West Coast, but pulling in Cowboys duty on the East Coast tonight at the scene of the crime at a place that has hosted many a WrestleManias, but tonight was hosting Monday Night Football wild card round, John Mashota for The Athletic, and of course, to host, it's Kevin KT Turner. Hey, KT, welcome back. Hello, Kent. Thank you, and what a night it was. Uh, 31-14, let's go live to Raymond James Stadium on the pirate ship. Uh, John yeah. Mashota is there. John, uh, my lord, man, I think of all the things that, that could have happened, of all the outcomes... I'm not sure that I saw the Cowboys blowing them out by three scores. I don't know if that's something I could have predicted. How are you feeling? <laughs> you, you didn't see them 
winning like that. You didn't see Maher playing like that. Uh, no, that's that's what's so great about about this sport is that you really don't know for sure. I mean, I certainly, I mean, when we did our predictions, I expected this game to come down, close game, and I thought Brady would win it in the end. And really, the way that the game started, I didn't feel any different. Uh, it reminded me a lot of the way the season opener was, where the Cowboys couldn't get anything going on offense, three and outs, but then the defense was stepping up. I thought Micah Parsons early in this game was as, as 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 is as electric as we've seen him in a while you know i mean he's we know he's been banged up he's not 100 percent. and he talked in the locker room last week about how yeah but he's got to take his game to another level because this is a playoffs and this is where legends are made and things like that and the way he started out this game i mean no no qb hits or no sacks but just the way he was affecting brady the way he was just he seemed so active i was like okay this this could be a game that mike single-handedly keeps them in it and then dak just took off and, and played just an outstanding game. And, and in, for me, one of the reasons why I thought it would come down to a close game is because I went back and looked uh, this past week at how Dak responded after some of his worst games in his career. And while there were some, there weren't these like great numbers that you could just point to like, Oh, when he has, when he struggles, like he did in Washington, he'll, he'll have this resounding huge answer and he'll have four touchdown passes and, and, and a, and a rushing touchdown. Like there was really none of that that I found. And so it kind of made me think like, I could, I think he'll be better. There's no way that I expected him to be this good, not on the road playoff environment. Um, and you know, like I asked him after the game, it was, you know, no matter what you do for the rest of your career, People will always remember that you were able to beat Tom Brady just because of how legendary Tom Brady is. And so that's one of those things where, yes, this is a second playoff win. He beat Russell Wilson before. And, and, and granted, hey, he wasn't on the field at the same time as that court. But that's how these things are remembered. It, it won't be necessarily tonight. The defense was outstanding. But when we look back on this game, it'll it'll be remembered for Dak Prescott, not only beating Tom Brady, but having a much better game than Tom Brady had. And I don't think anybody was really well, I shouldn't say anybody. But I don't think most were expecting that to happen tonight. What about you, Saad? Yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, I thought if it was going to be a one-score game that Tampa was going to win. And I think, honestly, you, I think you were nervous until it was 31-6. to six. I think when it was 24-6, <laughs> to six, you still thought that, you know, with 10 minutes left, there's still time for Brady to do Brady things. But... Um, but sad, I think, sad, I think sad, really, sad, 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 hold on, sad. What about when, when they recover the onside kick, he throws that deep ball and it goes off Mike Evans hands and, he, and Mike Evans moment. catches as a touchdown. Still, that could have been still, it. I mean, I still expect that would have been wild if that would have happened. Mm. And that just seems so Brady-esque when that, when, when that, uh, he nearly catches, I'm just like, oh, this just seems like something, this is going to be way closer than it needs to be. Should have just gone into total yeah. NFL blitz mode, you know, at the end, just throw right. the bomb at the end. <laughs> Five right. times in a row. It's like, F it. This is the this might be the last time I ever play. Let's go. Another go route <laughs> <Yeah>. to Evans. <laughs> but, you, you know, one thing that stood out to me, I think John hit on it individually, but for me, holistically, like, it, this was a really good display of just complimentary football. I know it's an old coach's cliche, but it was the defense stop gapping until the offense found its way. It was the offense doing enough to where missed extra points weren't the big story. Um, you know, honestly... I don't know if Brett Maher missing extra points ended up winning the game for the Cowboys because do they go for it on that fourth down where CD Lamb um, catches the ball for a touchdown if if Brett Maher's in sync? I don't know, but you know, I I, I I maybe they don't, maybe they do. I don't know, but I'm just saying. I think you know, I think overall they played very well. You saw CD Lamb, you saw the receivers show up when they needed to. You saw the tight ends, of course, show up in a big way. 
Tony Pollard had big runs. So I think overall, J. Ron Curse had the red zone interception. Micah Parsons was dominant inside. You just had everything come up. And um, and the last thing uh, I'll say is, KT, your tweet was absolutely on point. The injuries, the the people they got back was just so huge for this team. I mean, what we saw in Washington with all those guys out and then what they were today with all those guys back is a world of difference. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. Like what's very um, also evident is that the, the thing that we kind of were leaning on when that Washington game happened, we had this little thing in the back of our mind, like maybe they just didn't practice well and game plan is as good as they could possibly do. Dude, they totally game plan like really well tonight from the beginning on both sides of the ball. But the, some, some things happened that haven't happened, quite frankly, in six weeks. Ran the ball well. Uh, Tony Pollard, about five yards a carry. Um, Dak played flawless. That hasn't happened in a long time, right? And Micah Parsons, and it won't show up in the box score, he's had games where he's actually, you know, caused a lot of havoc, but maybe it didn't show up in the box score. You know, Micah Parsons, from beginning of the game until the end of the game, was a difference maker. And that's what you need to win. And those are some things that haven't consistently been happening in the last few weeks. And that was enough of a reason to be skeptical about what this team could do. Um, I, I think, you know, you can fall into like the recency bias thing and we'll preview San Francisco, you know, later in the week and all that stuff. But why not? Look, the uh, there are eight teams remaining in the NFL playoffs now. Seven of the eight teams there were the seven leaders in point differential, right? Uh, the other team was the Ravens there at number eight. Like the Cowboys were one of the top eight teams in the league all year long. The Buccaneers were never one of the top eight teams in the league all year long. The men have been one of the top 16 teams in the league all year long. So, I mean, you're a favorite for a reason. And I kind of fell into the trap of just how this team's been playing lately. But, I mean, Dak and Micah, if they're going to play like that, the Cowboys can beat anyone. They can literally go play with and beat anybody. Yeah, but also, KT, to your point real quick, like for me, when I picked the Buccaneers or when I picked the Cowboys to win this game, if you remember, it like to me, I didn't even care what the Cowboys looked like against Washington. I watched enough Tampa Bay Buccaneers football this year to know that that team is not good. And, you know, like I, I said, they play like five to ten minutes of good football per game. Pretty much exactly what happened. And, and, and yeah. that was not nearly enough. Well, I mean, there was even a there was even a point in that game early on where they finally started getting a couple first downs, and, and Dak had that throw near the Cowboys sideline to Michael Gallup, and it's like Gallup hauls it in, but the pass was really high, and I'm just thinking, man, this thing is just going to be like pulling teeth to score points in this game. And I, I mean, I, I certainly thought the Cowboys it wouldn't be like the opener. I thought they would score a, a touchdown or two, but I never thought that it would explode quite to the level that it did. I just I never anticipated that happening. Yeah, that drive was huge because they got a roughing the passer and then Pollard hit that big run for about 15 or 20 yards. And then that's when, you know, they had a toss by the outside and then they hit Schultz up the middle of the seam. And then, of course, you know, your extra point is is way off. And then, you know, in the next drive, you start getting a little nervous because um, that was the drive when it was 6 nothing. That was the play at the end of the first quarter, if you remember. Uh, Tom Brady was rolling out to his right and just kind of, kind of flipped it over to Godwin and they were driving. And then Tom Brady throws that interception to J Ron curse. I mean, that play was a nine to 13 point swing because Tampa Bay was either going to get three, six or seven there. And then the Cowboys ended up not only getting that ball and J Ron curse, you know, he took the knee right there. 
And the Cowboys ended up scoring on that drive and uh, on the Dak uh, naked bootleg. That sequence right there is something that you might forget about. Uh, that was huge because it changed everything about the game. It was just a terrible, unlikely, uh, you know, Tom Brady red zone mistake right there. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The final score of this game and the way Dak played will make a lot of people probably forget about that J. Ron Curse interception, but that was a huge moment in the game because let's say that Tampa Bay answers right there. Just something even that there was so much game to still be played, but that's something that makes it just a style of the game different. And all of a sudden, maybe it is a back and forth game, and maybe that is something that gets Tampa Bay's offense going. But I, I, the Cowboys, you could just tell the way they came out, very focused bunch. And now that we've seen the results, we can say that them losing in Washington was a good thing for this team because they just came out very, very focused. Maybe not Brett Maher, but out, outside of him, I feel like the other, uh, the rest of the team was extremely focused and and, and locked in. And, and you just saw some guys play some really good ball. And then to your point, KT, you know, getting Hankins back and Van Der Esch, I thought that was big. Um, I did find it interesting that they did go with the, uh, <laughs> the Mac package with Connor McGovern uh, mm-hmm. early on at fullback because um, Mike McCarthy had mentioned that to a, a group of us uh, like a week or two ago that that could be coming back because, uh, you know, th- th- let's be honest, a few weeks ago, I mean, the tight ends weren't blocking that well. So how do you get the running game going? Yeah. But it's one of those things also. Are you going to show that at Washington? No, because then Tampa's going to spend all next week preparing for it. So they they know that they have to get something out of the run game, you know, and and sure. clearly, clearly their best, their best opportunity there is is getting Tony Pollard the ball as much as possible uh and I mean Zeke had some nice runs don't get me wrong but like the home run hitting the big playability the stuff that you're going to need to beat a team like San Francisco I mean Tony Pollard's got to get his touches yeah can I say this like uh, compare and contrast that Tampa Bay who ran the ball I think nine times tonight I think Tom Brady threw the ball uh, pulling a box score there Tom Brady Threw the ball 66, 66 times. times. Yeah. Uh, I guess Tampa Bay had 12 carries, seven carries to White, five to Fournette. Uh, you know, and, and he, he, like even Rashad White, I mean, he was averaging six yards a carry and they just didn't do it. They threw the ball 66 times. And then we're hearing, we're getting reports that Byron Leftwich is getting canned and, you know, all that type of stuff. But uh, big, big difference in the way these teams played. Somebody else that needs uh, credit that we probably should have mentioned earlier too uh, is is Dalton Schultz. Um, you know, Mike mm-hmm. McCarthy talked about that after a game. Uh, how you look at the great quarterbacks that have played in the league, the majority have probably had at least one tight end or another, at least multiple tight ends that were really good for them. You know, and and, and you do go back and you look at how big like a Gronk was uh, for Tom Brady, and I mean it goes Witten. for a lot of different guys. Yeah, no, Witten, absolutely. But I'm talking like even like the Joe Montana's with like Brent Jones and stuff like that. Jay Novacek yeah. with Troy Aikman, like there's just and he was just talking about how how good Schultz was because let's be honest, when you're playing quarterback, that tight end is somewhere you know pretty within your within your eyesight. You don't really have to you know, move your, move your sight line very much. Your, your tight end is pretty much always in, in, in the perimeter somewhere there and to play as well as Schultz in the game. I mean, that one he had along the, uh, where he juggled it, uh, along the buck <laughs> sideline. I mean, you could just tell he was really feeling in the game and, and, and I just bring that up because, you know, we had talked about a lot of people had talked about it, that, you know, there was probably a little go- too much going to Schultz and Cedric Wilson in that loss to the 49ers. 
you know, last year in the playoffs, it was more like, well, why aren't you throwing more to, you know, CD and, and why aren't you getting Amari more involved and things like that? And, 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 and I mean, Schultz deserves credit, man. He stepped, he stepped up big time. Yeah. They came out trying to get the ball to CD lamb and got a three and out. Um, and then once they settled in, you know, it's almost like Dalton, Dalton Schultz and a little bit of what they were doing in the running game opened up some things to, to let CD, uh, you know, get open a few times. And I, I want to mention this too, while we're just kind of sprinkling credit around, I, I think Mike McCarthy should get a little credit uh, based on how things went. After that J-Ron Curse interception, you get the ball and you drive it down the field. And uh, you made me think of this when you said Dalton Schultz because Dalton Schultz got called that phantom holding call. Oh, yeah. Where he tried to hold the guy. He just didn't really do it. <laughs> like His arm was extended. He was actually trying to hold him, uh, but he didn't. <laughs> and they move him back, but the Cowboys overcome. But going for it, they're on fourth and one. At that time, it's 6 nothing. There's only one extra, missed extra point on Brett Maher's le- ledger. It's not that we knew that he had the yips at the time. And they elected to go for it, which I always think is the the right player at their fourth and go with the one. You score 12 nothing because you missed the extra point. On the next drive, Tampa Bay's got the ball. And maybe it's early, it's second quarter. But they had a fourth and three right around midfield. And they chose to punt. And when they did that, the Cowboys got the ball and took it again. And it's like the Cowboys playing with aggression helped not only put them up 12 nothing. the Buccaneers not playing with aggression ended up hurting them and making them fall down to an 18 to nothing trap. So let's, uh, give the, let's give the coach a little bit of credit and open hard on him sometimes, but uh, it definitely deserves that. Is this Jerry's entourage leaving, John? Dude, this, this place. <laughs> Guys, trying to do a podcast. Man. looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep you heard that right you can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. One other thing I want to say, I wanted to ask you guys, how uh, <laughs> on the TV copy did the Diggs tackling look as bad as it did in the stadium? Yes. 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 Okay, just wondered. It was awful. Man, that was that was something. And, and especially early well, in the game, I was like, I just felt like Brady wanted to get the ball to somebody that was going to be around Diggs just to force him, like to make him tackle, you know, because let's be honest, it hasn't really been that big of an issue throughout the season. But there have been times where, that'll happen. You're like, man, 
you know, that's not good. That's going to come back to bite you. And it never did in this game, but I was just wondering what it looked like from your guys' perspective. Yeah, no, it was bad. You know, it's going to look like if you want to like do like play the numbers game, it's going to look bad. Like 351 yards through the year, the Cowboys gave up. I mean, Godwin had 10 catches. Julio Jones had seven catches. Mike Evans had six catches. But man, when you throw the ball 66 times, you're going to have you know some yards. Like, well, and some of that, a lot of that's garbage yards. So I, I, I uh, that that definitely was a thing and. Especially on that first drive where it was six nothing and, and the uh, Bucks had the the ball and a chance to get off the field right there, but you know we've talked about this before. Trayvon Diggs' job is not to come up and make tackles. It was pretty interesting. Dion was on the Manning cast. I actually was on Manning cast <laughs> duty tonight for my radio show, and uh, you know Dion was there when that was happening. Dion's kind of kind of making the same thing. Like, man, I'm not gonna be hard on a guy for not tackling. That's, <laughs> that's not what I'm here to do here. <laughs> so. Hey, do you guys think that this game will be remembered uh, as as a big win for the Cowboys? And um, I guess it kind of depends on where they go from here. But there was a part of me that wonders, are people going to look back and go, well, that Bucks team just wasn't good now? You know, because after a loss like this, it's convincing. Then everybody looks at it. But then if the Bucks win, it's this is just what Tom Brady does this time of year. He just puts teams on his back. I wonder if people will look back on it and they'll be like, well, that Bucks team really wasn't that good. That's not that big of a deal. I think I think what you said that it depends on how, where they go from here that does play a big role but man I like I hear you but this Bucks team was really bad man like this was <laughs> not a very good this this was a to this, there's a reason why this is the first time in Tom Brady's entire career he had a losing record in in a regular season like this was a bad re, bad Bucks team um if they would have if they would have won it would have been more on the Cowboys coming up short than the Bucks winning um, I just, I, I don't think that this is going to be looked to, I don't think, let me, let me correct this I, I, in terms of Tom Brady and the aura of Tom Brady, I get it, but this should not be seen as some kind of like iconic Cowboys victory. I think if you beat the 49ers in San Francisco, absolutely. But I don't think this is necessarily that yet. So them getting back Ryan Jensen didn't do anything for you. No, I just the reason I bring that up is because that thing was just maybe it's because it's Monday and there wasn't a lot going on in the middle of the day. But when it, when, it, when that tweet went out or the first person put out there that J- Jensen's been moved to the active roster or whatever, <laughs> and it just took off like wildfire, like anybody that had an NFL account was just like tweeting about that. Like he's yeah. finally back. This guy's the guy that always had times back and everything. I'm just like all right, he's going to have a knee brace on. He hasn't played all season. Like, I mean, uh, obviously you'd prefer to have him because that Hainsey that they had is sure. uh, playing center is already dealing with something. I mean, you'd rather have him back, but I mean, it's just, there was, I don't know. Again, I think it's because it's a Monday and there was not a lot of other stuff going on. I was still like, uh, man, we're still waiting on Gallup to get back fully from a torn ACL. No way True. that guy's going to be effective tonight. I, I, I'm going back to this, uh, well, real quick, just because I want to elaborate on your question and what Saad's answer was. Uh, Sod's answer I agree with because the Cowboys didn't play play with their food tonight. And the stat I gave you a minute ago about point differential, I've always believed point differential in the NFL is very indicative of team success. And the Cowboys uh, are one of the uh, seven of the top eight, right, are in the playoffs. The Buccaneers were 25th in the NFL in point differential this year. And And I'll be all, in any real division, they don't make the playoffs but they were not in a real division. So it's all uh, how it goes and things like that. But, uh, you know, the Buccaneers were not supposed to be a playoff team. Uh, 
I gotta ask you this. What about that? What about the division that the Cowboys are in? Look weird, at that man. thing. Who would have predicted this at the beginning of the year? It's weird, and I, I, I uh, the Giants thing. I still don't fully get. I don't Daniel either. Jones sure looked good against the bad Vikings. It was wild watching the third best team in the North take on the third best team in the East in a big wild card game. Well, the weekend. to your but, point, hey KT, to your point though, point differential. I don't. I, the Vikings didn't have a. Uh, a great point. Did they? I, I, I don't uh, think the Vikings were, were better, but yeah, they were behind green Bay and Detroit. I think they were like 16th. Yeah. Because I they remember were just that. 11 and 0 in one score games. Yeah. The Vikings were That's 15th right. in point differential. The giants were 16th. The Cowboys yeah. were fifth and it's been Buffalo, Philly, Kansas city, Dallas, San Francisco got up there as the year went on when they started smoking people down the stretch, but all year long, it was Buffalo, Philly, Kansas city and Dallas. And that's why I think it's like clear there's eight teams left. Dallas was always a top eight team in the league. So it's like no surprise. I I, I have an idea. Um, I think they just need to get Garibay back in there oh. this week to really get <laughs> Maher's confidence up. I'll tell you, McCarthy did not sound interested in the idea of them bringing in a kicker at all. Um, you know, I think you, you have to. You I don't yeah. know if you were watching the TV copy, but Jerry and Will McClay were having a – it's, you know, lively conversation when he missed the four, the fourth one, I believe. I th- so I don't know what kind of conversation was happening for personnel, but oh, missed extra points brought out some wild uh, character flaws in people. Dak Prescott on the sideline yelling, "Go for effing two. I can't. I, um, I, hey, I have never seen him like that over something like either. that. And he even said after the game that he went up to Maher and and said something to him about it because he knew that that clip was out there. And he basically took, he was like, hey, man, it's not a big deal. Look how bad I played last week at Washington. It happens to all of us. Like, don't worry, put it behind you or whatever. And that's fine. But in the moment, to be honest with you, yes, it looked like I'm frustrated at Maher. But to me, it also was a little like into the window of just like how fired up Dak was like and and how much he was taking it to the next level. Because I'm sorry, but I just don't see him doing that during the regular season. And and I understand that people will be like, he always celebrates it. But I'm telling you, after that rushing touchdown that he had, the way he like celebrated and was like yelling like towards the crowd and that I'm telling like Dak was clearly at a different level in this game as he should be. I'm not saying that that's anything crazy, but I mean, it was interesting to see that because I don't think he does some of that stuff during the regular season. He's also probably going, look, our offense can't be stopped right now. So let's just go for two. But the the other thing I'd say is like when this I tweeted this out there because I I know what happens right. Dude, kickers come out uh, during the eleven minute halftime. Kickers go out and and I was like, we can let him work through it like off the field. Like we can let him work on stuff at halftime. We don't have to like get an extra point for confidence. And I know it's different and all that stuff. Real game. You know what I've always found interesting about. This is what I've always found interesting about the Maher situation is on the kickoffs how. Fossil has always wanted him to just boot it as hard as he can because he doesn't want him. He didn't want to mess with him trying to like, you know, you know, some, you know, kickers, some kickers are really good at, at putting it right at the goal line, you know, so yeah. guys have to return and, and, and Fossil has not wanted to do that because he didn't want to mess with, you know, Maher's swing, you know, and, and, and to me, that was always like one of those things where I'm just like, yeah, you say swing, but to me, that seems like you don't want to mess with his confidence. Let's just keep going yes. through the same swing. Let's keep everything the exact same. We don't want to mess with anything mental. Let's just keep this solid. Keep this because I'm sorry to miss four extra points. That's not mechanical. I'm oh, it's sorry. missing that bad. He missed him bad. If they don't win this game, or if Tom Brady comes back and game winning drive and they win by a field goal, it's Scott Norwood like 
never show your face in town territory for Brett Maher. Like that's he's got to be buying Dak vacations this yeah. offseason for pulling off this win for that him not being the storyline. What if he's not kicking well on Wednesday? You know, like like oh. it, this is this is where it gets wild to me. And I, I, I personally felt bad for him. Dude, Peyton Manning was pissed. On the I couldn't cast. believe he missed he the fourth one. He was standing up and the yelling. The fourth one was just... Yeah, because Mike Vanderjack took a ring from him, so yeah, he totally right? gets it. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like kickers, right? <laughs> that idiot kicker, remember? But like the, the thing that was always a, a little nerve-wracking, or I don't know nerve-wracking is the word, but uh, the stories that came out at Maher were all about it. Um, if y'all remember the story about how he was just like, it was all about meditating and visualization. If you've watched very closely, and we all have here, the kicks that were going right down the middle the first half of the season haven't been right down the middle. Like if you, I wish there was a stat, and maybe there is, for like quality of the field goal based on like accuracy, like what part of the through the uprights you're hitting. Yeah, he, he's been kind of missing it some makes off to the right. Absolutely no sense that this guy that's like dead on from sixty just can't make a twenty five yard one to save his life. It just it just makes it's just unbelievable. It was Only the, the Cowboys. <laughs> I, I I don't and uh, I think for McCarthy and McCarthy might have just been saying it and only he shows up at the point where you can't replace him too. But to say or that you can't late. replace him is nuts. Like no, we can bring a guy in and let's see. We need to have our best possible kicker out there. This what about Lear? I know there's no one out there, and we'll throw out the normal names that we always throw out, right? When we play this game, hopefully he's fine and he's good. How do you not have a sharp eye on his practice this week? Kai Forbath? Is Kai out there? I'm sure he is. <laughs> Save the day Hell, again, keep Kai. him on the roster to boot it into the end zone. Immediately taking up to uh, two roster spaces for a kicker. We've done that bit before here, but I uh, I think that's a little, that's a little, uh, I don't know. I would say a little bit of malpractice to not, even consider bringing someone in. I'm not saying you have to do it, but you know they're gonna. T- they're talking about yeah. it. You have to. I think you either do it, you make the move, or you stick with Maher, and he's the guy from now on. I, you know, I, I don't think you can bring guys in and be like, we're we're trying guys out. We'll see what these guys have. I think you have to do it or not. I don't think you can be wishy washy. Well, I don't. They're think. gonna stick with him then, and yeah. and you know what? He'll probably be fine. You know, I've seen it one time. Um, I've seen Mason Crosby get the yips and then swing back through and and get it together. Um, we'll see though. I don't know. It's uh, uh, I would I would fun. say I would say the uh, I've seen another guy do it. Brett Maher. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Get it back together. <laughs> yeah. Now I, I wouldn't say he did it, you know, in back to back weeks, but remember he he was kind of he was he was pretty off that when he was, you know, when he left Dallas the first time and, and then he just got it all together. I'm getting word from the pirate ship at Raymond James Stadium that John's phone has died, so uh we've lost John Mashoda. We will be back uh later in the week. Is there anything else that we need to hit, Ken? I mean we I think we've we've covered a lot of stuff, but I can uh I mean Dak was this is the flawless game that we needed to see from Dak, right? That that's that's the oh yeah, that is the game that makes you go. We can go beat anyone, and we talked about the defense, and I thought the defense was great. I think I think the Bucks kind of played in their hands. I think the Bucks in the second half realized, oh yes, maybe if we uh, just kind of start checking down and things like that, we could probably get some long drives going. But you know, by the end, the game was over. Um, I I. 
I'm not worried about giving up 350 yards too much. I, I worry about playing a team that has multiple threats, and we'll get into that and the, the challenges that San Francisco holds for you. But I mean, all in all, I thought you, I thought there were enough guys that made plays in the secondary too. I mean, I think I thought the Cowboys were a little more physical than we've seen Dallas be in a while. That looked like a fresh Cowboys team. Anthony Barr looked had a had a physical game. Yeah, Mukwamu. Yeah. Had, had a nice made a game. couple plays. Yeah. Um, Osa was good. D.Y. Hilton, couple big, couple big plays too. Starting um, to get some of those Noah Brown snaps. I, that's kind of I think what you need, just from this pure speed element, right? Just to, to give you yeah. a little more. Um, we might want to get into this on uh, later this week. Did McCarthy save his job tonight, KT? Well, I think. Um, I, I agree with something that uh, just watching the TV copy of something that Troy said after the game is, you know, the expectations for Mike McCarthy were never to come win a wild card game, uh, especially games that you were um, a favorite. I mean, like you were a favorite, right? I mean, like that's something too. I think we talked about it before the year. I don't know that there's going to be a better better option. I don't know if Jerry thinks there will be a better option. But we talked about it before the year. You need to get to the conference championship game. So how things turn out this weekend in San Francisco is going to determine that. I think if you go lose in a bad way to San Francisco, I think they will be looking. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. But man, can you think if you're if you're putting your optimistic hat on? Can you imagine you beat Tom Brady? Then the historic rivalry that is the 49ers. You beat the 49ers. And then you beat the Philadelphia Eagles to go to the Super Bowl, well, like yeah, it, and like it'll be insane. Yeah, hell, I mean the way the Giants were playing the other day, maybe the Giants upset Philadelphia, and you're hosting an NFC Championship game. So you're starting to think maybe. ahead, and you're starting to see how this could happen. And you know, Mike McCarthy's first Super Bowl ring, as I've said on this podcast way too many times, but they snuck into the playoffs, and that's not what they did this year. But they snuck into the playoffs. They won three road games and then, you know, won the Super Bowl in Arlington. And their quarterback played flawless football. Dak's going to have to go be flawless again against San Francisco, but I think he can do it. I I, I think there's a lot of factors in play and you need health and you need your offensive line to be good and things like that. But I I, I think you're in that weird boat where it's like, yes, you know, the other – the other thing's weird because we start putting these like weird lines in the sand of like, oh, you got to get rid of him if he doesn't make it here. But the Cowboys over the year were a very good team. And the Cowboys historically are not a team that goes to the playoffs each and every year. I mean, the fact that McCarthy's got him to the playoffs twice in a row is says a lot more than you can say about the last 15 years. So, I mean, there's there are things you got to weigh in there. It's just... It's just crazy. The guy who's interviewing for jobs is just the guy who's always been the apple of Jerry's eye. And I don't even think Sean Payton is like a huge upgrade over Mike McCarthy. I mean, I think they're both two guys who have had good quarterbacks and that got them a lot of wins. You know, is what I think. The Cowboys were ready to go this week, though. And they weren't ready to go in last year's playoff loss. There's little signs that things have changed, like Tony Pollard getting more carries than Zeke. I mean, Zeke basically got garbage time carries tonight to eat clock. You know, they were, it's going to end up being pretty even in the box score. I think it was like 15 to 13 in terms of carries. You know, Tony Pollard was getting six yards a carry. 
Zeke was getting two yards of carry, something like that. Right? Like there was a, a big stat I saw of running backs who had 150 touches this year. 150 touches. 38 running backs got 150 touches. Number one in yards per touch was Tony Pollard. Last in yards per touch was Zeke. And the fact that like they made it a clear concerted effort that you could tell. I mean, at one point, I think it was like five or six to one. You know, Tony Pollard carries to, to Zeke. Tony Pollard is your other explosive element of the offense. I know Dalton Schultz got the two touchdowns. You know, outside of CeeDee Lamb, Tony Pollard is the explosive element of the offense, and they made it a point to get into the ball. Something they didn't do in last year's playoffs. So, like, there's um, there are signs that the, that tide has turned. I, I worry about San Francisco's roster, how big and physical they are. I, the Cowboys really impressed me with how physical they were. And, and holding off Vita Vea. Vita Vea wrecked the line a, a few times, and they found a way to get around it because they had some creative run designs as well. I think... I think Kellen and Dan Quinn and Mike McCarthy should get a lot of credit, and the players should get a yeah. lot of credit because it was it was really excellent, man. I was going to say, yeah, the play calling was excellent. I love that Dak touchdown play. I've run it a few times and yeah, know, around with Dak. I think it's such an easy. It's like a middle school play design, but it's such a you know you get it's hard to stop because the momentum thing and your eyes shift one way and the Dak goes the other. It's 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 a nice one and Dak seven carries. Tonight, so looks like he's uh, you know, it's the playoff time. It's like put the team on my back time. I kind of like it. You looked like they looked like a team who had been saving it, right? Yeah. Uh, which you know, it's something I think you think about in your head. Um, you know, a team that didn't save it was the Chargers. You know, when they went out and ran everyone out there on week eighteen and played, Mike Williams got hurt, and then they wouldn't get beat. Like this is like a team that was saving some things, and that's fine. I'll see what they got in the bag for next week. We will discuss that later in the week. Uh, when we come back, it'll probably be a Wednesday record, Thursday morning uh, release, most likely. But we'll uh, we'll let you know. Uh, anything else that we need to hit from tonight? Uh, I was going to say, uh, we have a question here, update on Jason oh, yeah. Peters. Um, John's not here. He would have more on that. Um, yes, phone died. We'll, I, I don't we'll know. find it out how. For, it was a hip injury. That's all. Uh, really Peters, know, I mean, J. Ron Curse apparently was on the um, – he was apparently on the uh, like an exercise bike, and he broke the team out in the locker room. So I think Jaron Curse is okay, and that's important because he's the purple dot or blue dot guy, right? So uh, and of course he's a really good player; can play a lot of different positions on the defense. It's kind of Dan Quinn's whoopie uh, to an extent, uh, outside of you know Micah, who was kind of all over the map tonight. I mean, my, Micah was just causing chaos at all times. So. Um, who I'm trying to think of someone else who might have got banged up. We'll, we'll see how we're doing uh, on injuries uh, when we check in with John later in the week. Uh, Saad, would like to give your closing thoughts? No, I think we I think we kind of hit it all. I think this was a not to diminish the the Cowboys' win. I think they 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 got up for it and they did everything they're supposed to do. But you know when when you go into a game favored by three points when Tom Brady's playing at home. There's a reason you're supposed to win that game. And I'm not, like I said, I, I, I'm, we were all concerned about the Cowboys after their games against, you know, Jacksonville, the way that ended and Washington. So they deserve all the credit in the world for doing what they did. But, um, but let's see what they have now when they're going up against, you know, uh, an actual, uh, Titan of a team in, uh, in San Francisco. And we'll, we'll, we'll get into that on Wednesday. So. 
Yeah, I think uh, I think there's a lot to be said about like what happened, and we can uh, dance around it or whatever. Uh, Dak and the Dak needed that. I mean, <laughs> McCarthy Dak needed that game because uh, he had been, I think, playing well at times, but just in a weird spot as of late, and that was uh, that was huge. I think that's my takeaway is here is your two best players went and led. Um, Dak and, and Michael Parsons. Actually, if you want to argue Zach Martin's one of your best players, that's fine. Zach Martin was great too. Um, but that was that was the type of thing you get. Okay, this is the guy. And all the guys that he gets compared to sometimes either you know missed the playoffs or you know had a disappointing performance. And, you know, a lot of people would kind of put Dirk and I mean uh, Kirk Cousins and, and Dak in those you know same conversations. Right. I'm like, man, I I don't, I don't know about that. I think Dak's different, and I think he's on. You know, or has the potential to get on that level. Some of the other guys, he'll never be Mahomes, who's the best player in the league, maybe the best player we'll ever see. I don't know that he's that, but you know, th- this is a Cowboys team who proved throughout the year that they they're a top team in the league. You know, one of the top five, six, seven, eight teams in the league. I mean, here we are, the final eight. You, you can't say that they don't deserve to be there. They were the favorites to win this one. They'll probably be two-and-a-half-point dogs in San Francisco, I would imagine. But, uh, you know, we'll cover that when we get there a little bit later in the week. For now, as they say, let's uh, let's enjoy the plane ride home, guys. You know, <laughs> that type of thing. Have a few lemonades. But, uh, yeah, have a few lemonades. Hopefully John uh, survives out there in Tampa Bay. I know he was uh, partying out on the pirate phone ship. Phone died, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pi- yeah. Phone died. Sounds like shot, shot, shot. Immediately on his way to, uh, yeah, a gentleman's establishment. He, he told Proper me he wanted term. to fire off one of those cannonballs. Yeah. Uh, so for uh, Saad Yusuf and those very, very good uh, Dallas Stars, keep that in mind. Keep following Saad's work with the Dallas Stars. They're good. Got a big win uh, today. Uh, I guess Monday. It would have been Monday when we uh, recorded this. They got a big win as well, a little preamble to the Cowboys game. Uh, keep following Sod as he's tracking your very competitive Dallas Stars and possible future Stanley Cup champion Dallas Stars. Um, for uh, Kit Garrison, like I'm Kevin KT Turner. We'll see you later in the week because we're going to have a big one to get you ready for the San Francisco 49ers, a classic uniform matchup coming up next week, and we will discuss that later on About Them Cowboys. Thank you. Cowboys win 31-14. Go Cowboys. I'm in love with you. Are you in love with me too?